This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. What's up, bees? Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the Bread on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. What's this week's roundup, Britton? This week, we're talking about finding balance, prioritizing rest, and saving your energy because it is harder than it looks, and it is so important to your overall health and well-being. Um, something that you and I have just recently started to prioritize in our life. Um, And so not glorifying that hustle is what we're, what we're talking about today. Yeah, I think, and redefining what balance actually is to you, because I think obviously we talk about human design on this podcast a lot and we have really exciting things coming up for that. But I think that a really important thing to think is that like, we're not all made the same way to like energetically put out the same amount of like, you know, high levels of energy. So, or whatever it is that you feel that you need to put into this world. And so like, if you can't go a hundred miles an hour for six days straight, how do you adjust? And like, how do you find the right, the right lane for you? And what does that look like? So redefining balance at an individual level versus like, oh, it should be work-life balance. Yeah. Like it's never going to be 50, 50. I think we're all aware of that. So for sure. Um, do we, we have some local events this week. Do you want to talk about them? Yeah. So, um, the truck is going to be at Primrose medical, um, tomorrow, which will be today for you guys listening. Um, it is a really cool little medical place. They do like injections and Botox and all of that stuff. It's so beautiful inside. It's right off of Baker lane. If you guys are know where that is, it's off of Peckham kind of Moana area. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday we're going to be together. Yep. Uh, 777 South center street. Heck yes. Um, it is going to be a beautiful day. We're going to be outside of breathe bar, moonlight lace, Arario on that deck up there. Mm-hmm. And then right above pinion and noble pie and, I'm excited for this event. I just feel like it really highlights Midtown and how cool Reno is. And especially when small businesses like come together, it just makes the shopping experience so cool. It's, you know, a mini ladies night, except for it's out, outdoor. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to hang out with you. We're going to have a really cool DJ too. Curly Joe yes. is going to be there and he does vinyl DJ. He's really, he sets like such a cool vibe. I'm really, really excited. And then of course I obviously love you, Amy and Nat. So I can't wait for the three, four of us. I can count. I know. It's like the four amigos. Yeah, no, I'm excited for that. And so excited for the warmer weather. And it just, oh everything feels lighter with the weather warming up and people seem happier and summer is right around the corner. You can definitely feel that buzz and mm-hmm. everyone's talking about their summer plans. And yeah, I'm looking forward to Thursday. And then next week is obviously Ladies night. Heck yes. We love ladies night. Gotta plug it. I have a really cool photo shoot this next weekend. I'm going into with a girlfriend of mine going out to pyramid Lake and she has like, she put together like a whole mood board for it. She wants me to bring my candles. We're going to do, I think it's going to be like kind of like, I don't know the word that I'm trying to like, is that the word that I'm looking at? Is that a real world word? Did I make that ethereal? Ethereal. 
Ethereal. Oh, okay. I, it was, I could see it spelled, but I couldn't get the word out. You God. know not to ask me about pronunciation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, oh my God. That will be cool. Are you like Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. We're going out and it's going to be, we're going to do it at sunrise, which you know I love to be up super early. So I'm, I'm like, really? She's like, it's going to be like a 3 a.m. start time. Are you good with that? I'm like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're the only person that's I might just that. take my jeep and stay out there. <laughs> unwell with that. I'm so glad I'm not part of that shoot, but it sounds awesome. I think it's going to be a good little thing for me. Nice. And that'd I, be cool. And it's my buddies. So I'm excited. It's like her and her husband. That's so. nice. Like to just get that creative flow into mm-hmm. in nature, like everything comes again. And then the pictures are going to be so sick. So yeah. cool. What cool. are, what, how was your weekend? What did you, you had a big it was John's birthday last night. Yes, it was John's birthday. Love that guy. Hashtag none better. The eagle. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. TBT to spirit animals. <laughs> Honestly, don't forget where you came from. I'm going to say that. Um, I say that because we've gotten better at the podcast. Imagine that. We're, it's, we- it's still a journey. <laughs> We're still climbing, you guys, but um, we are improving. Week was great. Um, I got a wisdom tooth out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I looked crazy and felt crazy. Um, and I mean, it just really, really ties into what we're talking about today, balance and just being forced to take that rest and just mm-hmm. how, how beneficial it has been to me, um, my mental health and physical health. And so, yeah, that was really cool. I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, getting the wisdom tooth out wasn't cool, but no, um, yeah. No, I'm really glad that you told me that I wasn't going to be able to be on the pod the next day. I was yeah. like, I'll be mm-hmm. fine. I'm going to push through if you will. And, um, Britt's like, dude, you're not gonna be able to. And I'm like, no, 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 I will. And then the next day I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Well, and like today we were supposed to be interviewing Morgan Potts from Granarly, but she's having like some serious health issues right now. And if you go to her Instagram, she's sharing it all, but she basically has she's having cellulitis is what she thinks she's having. And it's like literally can kill you. Mm -hmm. And she's, and she's one of my close friends and has been for years. And I know her and she's got, she's always running a million miles an hour. She's a manifesting generator. So they, they do a lot of things and she's Mm -hmm. always got like 10 billion things on her plate. And she's like, I'm going to come today. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're not like, we're not doing the podcast today. You're going to stay home and rest because like the universe is telling you to sit the fuck down. Yeah, that I mean, that's really serious. That's definitely not something yeah. that you should mess around with. Um, she but, had a fever for like three days straight. Yeah, that's not okay. So. Well, we miss her, but we will reschedule. And you know, nothing is more important than her health. What? How was your week? My week was fantastic. I went out into the woods, no service. Went up to Frenchman's with all my girlfriends. We laid by the lake, sage chase birds and caused an absolute ruckus like the cute little nugget that she is and um it was just great and then the next day we had the mental health matters event at ranchera with sunday pilates and maybe chic and reno counseling collective and helianthus cameron from helianthus was there and it just was so reaffirming in what i do mm-hmm. that it made me so proud um to to be doing what I do. Cause you know, you can get lost in the moments of just like working and hustling and all of that. And I'm in a weird growth stage right now. That's kind of like really scary to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure I maintain like the foundation of what I started Haven in flux for and, um, making sure that I can clearly communicate that to um, yeah. members as we grow. So that's such a cool event. It just brings you back to your why mm-hmm. mental health, which is literally why you started yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. 
and meeting like other people. And it's so weird. Like the Texas thing just keeps coming up like every single day, but I'm at the event and these, the sweet girl came up with her mom and she's like, I want one of these candles. And she's like, we're talking and she goes to TCU lives in Fort Worth. And I'm like, Oh my God, I cannot wait to go back. Nice. So yeah, Texas is where your heart is right now. It really, Texas is truly where my heart is. Like it always has been there. I've been missing it a lot lately. Um, just so you guys know, I don't know if you know, a lot of people who probably listen to this podcast know of um, Elena Gamboa. I think I said that right. She used to teach at Club, uh, not sorry, not Club Lotties. She used to teach at Sculpt, Studio Sculpt here mm-hmm. in Reno um, with Nicole Shutt, who we had on the podcast. And she moved to Dallas with her partner and she is a like, um, she's like a health practitioner now and she teaches Pilates and sculpt out there. Point being, there is a place, have you heard of Kava? Well, yeah, you talk about all the time. Oh no, not the um, supplement. I'm talking about the place. There Uh -uh. is a, there it's the, it's like the Mediterranean Chipotle. Oh, cool life-changing. It's way better than Chipotle. I don't care what anybody says. Y'all can come for me. I don't care. Kava is far superior. It is the best food ever. I crave it all the time, but can't get it because it's only out there. I think they have one in LA now, but she just did a recipe for it. So now I'm going to make that tonight and I'm thrilled, but you guys should follow her because she does some like really cool stuff. That was such a tangent. I'm so sorry. Let's get into the episode. Let's talk about balance. Yeah. (laughs) Let's (laughs) let's get on with that. So sorry. (laughs) All right. Balance. Oh, Britt, because this is in your wheelhouse, why the automobile museum? I mean, you know, for me, it's about the cars all day long. I love cars. I like old cars, new cars, all the things. For me, the fact that they have the DeLorean here and the Batmobile in the same room is like, it's, it's like, a, it's ha- it makes my heart happy. Um, so that's why for me, but I think for like someone like us, like doing things with all of our friends, like 160 of our close friends could go to the theater. In any movie that you want, they have so many things to offer. The space camp for your kids, if you like need a little break or you want to look at the cars. Reno's just really lucky to have it. It's one of the biggest collections, I think, in the country, which is awesome. It's so cool. And the fact that it's here in the biggest little city is like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, grab a bottle of tequila and come on into the theater. Yes, back to the future. Get all your friends, 160 of them, so the whole town of Reno. So everyone you know. (laughs) And watch a movie. Yep. You can find tickets at the uh, automuseum.org. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's where you go get your tickets. Perfect. Fun day. Britain, tell us what BLFT is all about because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The Biggest Little Fashion Truck is a family-owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why, confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience, whether it be at our pop-up events around town. We love the pop-up events. I'm at those with her all the time and they are fire. Or we have a storefront, the Babe Cave. We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you. And a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today.
right. So we touched on this a little bit, but this week we really wanted to talk about not glorifying the hustle. I think we talk a lot about how we occasionally run ourselves ragged around here, which we do. And to be clear, I'm about to go into a a stage of that in the next two months of just running myself ragged. But I think both of us have recently learned as well the value of rest. Mm -hmm. We've kind of been forced into it in some ways. And like, and again, not to keep up bringing, not to keep bringing up human design, but it has helped us both so much because we realize like how important rest is and how, when we do rest, we end up bringing in more things that are beneficial to our business and coming up with better ideas and being stronger and all of that. So, um, I, I I learned it when I took my first nap ever, (laughs) I wish I was kidding, but two weeks ago I took my first nap. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. It was glorious. Where like I actually got in bed and took a nap. Yeah. And I made a very large sale while I was sleeping and woke up to that and I was like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing ever. I didn't know that this was possible. And then so I took, I was having kind of a rough week. And so then I took another nap towards the end of the week and I made another big sale. And I was like, oh, I can literally make money. Like I've set up my business so that I can make money well. I'm doing other things. So yeah, you don't actively have to be spinning your wheels to mm-hmm. make a sale. And that's what we're trying to get to with our businesses. We yeah. don't want to have to be hands-on all the time, but it is so hard to implement rest into your daily life or your, you know, your overall just well, like schedule when rest is something that has been almost like looked down on in society. It's like people think that you're weak or you are like aren't able to, or there's someone out there that can do the job better than you because you need rest. I yeah. feel like that's something maybe as an athlete that we, um, kind of got put into our head is like constantly just pushing through. And I think, you know, in any job and in any, everyone can relate to this. You look at your coworker that has never taken a sick day and you're like, how do you do that? And then you feel week or less than because you're taking the days that the company has allotted for you to take and you're like feel guilty about that it's just it's so messed up and i think that our society has definitely glorified that and i'm going to be completely honest i'm guilty of that oh yeah you i'm like keep grinding good job like i applaud that when i see my friends doing that and i'm like they're like oh i'm you know doing x y and z aka like just grinding their little hearts out i'm like clapping them on Instagram. It's like, do we need to do that? I feel like that's just fueling the fire. This brings me to like such a, this has been such a top of mind. This is a little off tangent from what we're talking about, but you know me, you guys just like, I'll be here to take us off. I brought us there. We're going to bring it back in one second. So I think about this all the time and the things that we glorify as a community, right? Like you think about women as a whole, right? Like I hear a lot about like women wanting to be celebrated for starting businesses or wanting to be celebrated for, um, for, you know, whatever it is like, like, and they're not stupid things for having a job, getting the promotion, moving out, like having your own place, buying a house, all of that stuff. I don't say, I'm not saying don't celebrate those things, but you're also saying that you want that instead of like when we celebrate women for having a baby or like how come the women get celebrated for having a baby, but we don't celebrate women starting a business. It's that kind of a conversation. And I think about this a lot. And I think it comes down to the fact that like, you know, we don't celebrate men. 
when they start a business. We don't even get to celebrate them when they have a baby and it's their baby too. Like they're not even invited to the party that's about their baby. Like they don't get to have, go to the bridal shower. They don't get to go like the engagement party is not about them, even though they just did the scariest thing of their lives by getting on one knee and like hoping that she says yes instead of no. And then the wedding isn't about them. They don't get to pick shit for the wedding. Right. And I just think that like, you know, this whole thing of what we celebrate, I think we really need to be more mindful and intentional about what we're celebrating because I did this the other day to a girlfriend of mine where I celebrated her for her success, but then I was like, you need to rest. Like, I know you worked really, really hard, so now it's time to rest. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. maybe she's not, maybe that's, she's not in a place to rest and now I'm guilting her and she's already worried about that and she's already stressed about finding time to rest. Right. And now I've put pressure on her to do that. Like, that's not cool. Yes. Everyone is so different. And that's, we're going to get into like being able to implement it into your own schedule in a way that works for you. But it is really hard because I, I, in previous podcasts, we talk about looking to the people around you and see how they do things and then taking that and encouraging yourself. But it's like, you can't look to your coworker or to someone else in the business and say, they haven't taken a day off. They're doing this. Well, something else in their life is giving. We don't know what their life looks like with their friends or with their spouse or with their family, maybe they come home and their fuse is microscopic. Like, right. And so I just feel like, um, you know, you just don't know what right. people are going through and also like just do what works for you as far as rest. And that is something that um, I am learning because I have felt guilty mm-hmm. when I, and I have felt weak when I needed to take rest or when Um, I couldn't, I wasn't able to show up to something. Mm -hmm. And last week was a prime example. Um, I mentioned that I got my wisdom tooth out and I told Britt that I was going to be at the podcast the next day. And she's like, girl, no, you're not. And, um, this was just such a forced rest for me. I, um, you know, was mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted going into it. And then that day that I got my wisdom tooth out, like I was incapable of working right? because I had been put under, And so my brain wasn't firing and I was really tired and I felt weird and I just laid in bed and I feel like it was the first time that I, it was like, just so nice. I was like, this is the place I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be doing anything else. Yeah. Literally everything else has to wait. I have no choice. I cannot get on and check Mm -hmm. my emails. I don't know what I would have responded. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's a little sketchy. Um, but I was like, I just like had the best sleep of my life throughout that day and that night. And it's because I just let my guard down and I was forced to be like, this is the only thing you need to do right now is recover so that you can be there in the future, you know, for your business and you're better, your business is better off or your life is better off because you took that time. Right. And so I was like, wow, it just, and I, came out of the week, like way more energetic, way happier. I had the best weekend ever celebrating John's birthday because I was present and I had slowed down enough to allow myself to give in other areas of my life. And it was just the best. So forced rest. Sometimes you guys take it. Well, and like slow down to speed up, Mm -hmm. I think is a key thing that we don't ever talk about and that we should talk about more. You know, I hear a lot of my friends talking about how working wild hours for the companies that they work for, how they're, these companies have like wild expectations of them. And I've definitely been there working six plus days a week and 12 plus hours. I mean, hell, I was literally traveling for two weeks straight, like in a different, like I was working for two weeks straight and like, and you're like, I have to do this because the person next to me is doing it. And if I don't do this, then I'm the company is going to fire me or whatever. 
I would also like to say, and this just going back to like how you and I were raised, but like, which I'll get to in a second as athletes growing up, you can be replaced and you will be replaced. Oh, 100,000 like, There is literally a person right behind you who is hungry for your spot and is only two skills behind you. Mm-hmm. Like there's only one, like for me, it was like, she's only two inches shorter than me. And that's her, that's her downfall. Like that's literally the only reason why she's not starting. And I am, mm-hmm. and because we're both very skilled athletes. So like, I think that when you think of it like that, and when you come into the workforce, it's like, there is a person right behind you. And we think about it as entrepreneurs. There is a candle company right behind me, happy to take my space. Totally. Like, and it will always be that way. So we have these moments where we think that we have to, but then to, to move a hundred miles an hour. But then what happens is you do that and you stop producing the quality work that got you to where you were in the first place, because Mm -hmm. that's, what's been happening to me is I'm like, I'm falling through. Like I'm, I am falling through. Like I just had a customer, one of my best customers emailed me this morning. She's like, dude, I clicked priority. And I'm like, shoot, I didn't even see that because I was running so fast that I literally didn't even think to check the priority level of the order. And that's literally because I just didn't take time for myself. I went too fast. And so, um, you know, I think we can both agree that hard work is the core of who we are and how we were raised. So Mm -hmm. it does get hard to figure out what the balance is, which is what we want to get into here. Into here. I feel like it's like, I'm just thinking of this example of a car. You just have like your pedal, the pedal down. You're just pushing on the gas as pedal to the metal the yeah. entire time. Well, eventually the car's engine isn't going to run as efficiently as it was at the beginning. Yep. You need to like pull over and have maintenance on the car, mm-hmm. give it some oil, give it some gas, or it's going to just run out and blow up on the side of the road. And like, that's what we are as humans. Like you need to, you know, pull over every so often, take a break, you know, give the car a rest, let it cool down. And I, that's like what happens or you're just, I mean, the car may be still moving in the forward direction, but it's not efficiently and it's not as good as it was when you first started. So I think that's kind of just like how I'm, I'm like all about examples. I love the analogies that you come up with. Like I'm sitting here being like, how did she connect that? But it is like, that is exactly it. It's like your car needs an oil change. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're not giving your car an oil change every 3000 to 5,000 miles, it really should be 3000. Like you're really, your car is going to get severely damaged over time. And like, it may not show signs right away. Yeah. might not. It's not going (laughs) to show signs right away, but shit's going to heat up. Okay. And (laughs) usually in the worst timing, you, the car will implode. And so will you, you'll be on your way to like Fernley. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like perfect. Right. So, I mean, by no means, and like, even by what you were saying, it's like pull over on the side of the road for a second. You're still going to get to your destination. Like you're still going to keep going. This is by no means an episode about quitting. Right. But lately we've both been doing small things to give back to to ourselves and to fill up our cups and really rejuvenate us. I think rejuvenation is like a new Mm -hmm. word for me. I want to be using And I recently bought this planner from the Wasteless Shop called the Self-Care Planner. And it forces you to think about creating balance in your life. And it really does like each day, you know, I write my to-do list just like I was doing before on a piece of scrap paper, but now it's asking me to do my personal to-do list, but also my like work to-do list. And it's, and it's short. So I'm forced to shorten my day and not put 900 things on my to-do list so that by the end of the day, I'm like super guilty that I didn't get through 900 tasks that were literally impossible for me to do. And you're like putting them down because you're like, I need to be busy. I need to accomplish so much today. Right. And it's like, we don't need to be busy to be worthy.
So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before. And we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to havenandflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. Like we talked about the state of the society we live in. If we're, you know... I don't know, comparing to the past, Mm -hmm. I feel like expectations and demands are at an all time high because we expect so much from ourselves. Um, We tend to overschedule our time. I know that I definitely do that. We try to do it all. I 100% do this. And I see a lot of my friends doing this. I see a lot of my mom's friend, my mom friends that do this as well. Yeah. Because we want to be everything to everyone and experience everything too. We want to be, you know, give it all at our jobs, at our businesses, at our business clubs, at our book clubs, Bible studies, happy hours, Yeah, you know, every aspect of our life, we want to be like the top, the best, and we want to do too much. And I feel like it directly compares to us comparing ourselves or it directly correlates to us comparing ourselves on social media. Um, because we see someone doing something on social media Mm -hmm. and then we want that experience or we want to achieve what they're doing as well. And so then we try to cram everything into our day and our schedules and it just makes us move like what we're talking about at a super rapid pace and makes us very impatient and doesn't allow us to be present. And then therefore we dilute our efforts like across the board and we're not we want to give it all at every single thing and we give a little to everything instead of being really, really good at a few things. Exactly. So I don't know. That's just my thoughts. And I think like, I know you talked about society, you like touched on society for a second. And I think that like, it's important to remember. And I think it's really interesting, like, especially after we all went through the like, you know, 2020 and 2021, have you guys noticed that like a ton of people are really fascinated by going back to simpler times? Mm-hmm. And I've met a lot, like a lot of even my friends are like, a lot of my friends who I'm shocked by this are like from Southern California are like, Hey, let's just like get a farm and like Whoa. live on the farm. I had a day the other day. I was like, I'm just going to go be a ranch hand. I can't fucking do this anymore. Like, I just want to shovel shit. Like that's For all sure. I want to do. Like the Western way of life, definitely. And also just a mass exodus from the city that's happening. I mean, we see it so much here in Reno, right. but also in Texas, yeah, Idaho, Wyoming, like they are getting flooded with people who are moving out of the big city. And why is that? They're intrigued with this slow down with this simple time with, you know, treat your neighbor as you treat yourself. It's like the golden rule. Like that's what we used to have as a society. And now we try to be everything to everyone, which like I said, makes us super impatient and we're just not 
good at really anything, especially treating people. Right. And I would, yeah, I just, so I think it's like really important to think about ways that you can simplify your life. And I wanted to, um, really break down balance for you guys this week. And I think that this is a way that you can simplify it. And you guys know that we love a definition so much. Um, so Britton, do you want to kind of kick off this section real quick? So the focus of today is balance. Um, we want to remind you that what it actually means, Mm -hmm. it means to seize work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself or recover strength. So basically in order to have the strength to go the distance, we need to find a way to incorporate rest. Yep. Pull over. Yeah. Pull over. Pit stop. Pit stop. Um, and so this really got me. So, um, looking at balance as a word that is defined fun fact (laughs) as words are, um, this one, has four definitions. So there's two nouns and two verbs and balance as a noun is a condition in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportions. So highlighting correct proportions there, but balance as a verb is to keep or put something in a steady position so that it does not fail. So from that, I'd like to highlight, you know, keeping it in a steady position so that it doesn't fail or fall. The concept of work and life are never going to be of equal proportion ever. So figure out what the correct proportion is. And both of them require action. So shouldn't we be creating a condition in which different elements can remain in a steady position so it does not fall or fail? Yeah. Like keeping it in motion moving forward. Like if you're going to come up with some sort of like correct proportion of what your life should look like, then it needs to be something that you can maintain and move forward with. I think we hear so much, like, especially now, if I hear self-care one more time, which we're going to say again in this podcast. So, uh, sorry about that. I will shoot myself in the face. Like it's so dumb. Like self-care, what self-care, how, like, what does it mean to you? Like I'm not doing 16 face masks. I'm sorry. I'm just not like, that's not for me. I don't actually enjoy that. What I enjoy is reading a book and like laying in my bed. Right. So, so I mean, self-care looks different for everyone. Right. But I'm with you. It is definitely overused. But I like this idea of like the equal proportion because mm-hmm. I think that um, if I was a little bit naive and immature when I first started my business and I thought that I was doing the right thing by giving every single inch of energy I had to my business. Mm-hmm even when it wasn't going anywhere. And it was like, you just started, dude. No one knows about you. No one cares. Like I wish I would, I look back and I didn't worry as much and enjoyed because I was giving so much to my business that I wasn't giving it as much to my marriage. And that would, I mean, we had, we, I opened the truck the year before we got married. And so it was just like a lot. And now I'm like, I have ways built in and like, now I know to prioritize, like my marriage is way more important than my business. I don't know how or what I was thinking. And like, in order to keep that balance, you have to give energy equally. Right. right. And prior. And so in fact, more energy towards my marriage yes. than to my business, because that is more important. And I'm like, I just can't believe that I had it so twisted and so uneven that I, I mean, it was not, it was not healthy. Your relationships are the most important thing mm-hmm. you will leave behind on this earth. And mm-hmm. like, 
I think you think about, oh, what what's your legacy? What are you going to leave behind? It's like, yeah, I can say all day that I'm a business owner and that I like created this brand. But at the end of the day, candles will fade out. Like quite literally, you blow them out. They do fade. Um, but like the experience that I created, the relationships that I created, those are the things that will last a lifetime. And that like, that's what my grandma left behind with me was like, I had such a good relationship with her and she was such an incredible human being. And I just remember the person that she was and how she showed up for the members of her family. And I think about that and I'm like, okay, so how do we figure out the correct proportions in our life? Because especially with like, you know, when I worked for another person, you can't just be like, you know, we look at the hours in the day, like, yeah, I'm going to be working eight hours. Like mm-hmm. I had to work the full eight hours. It was like not an option. And more often than not, I was at least working eight hours, if not 10, 12, sometimes 15 hour days to just prove to get the job done. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the reality. So how do we balance that? Um, and just keep it in like a healthy, like create that correct proportion. And right. for me, I love numbers. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to give y'all some numbers. I love this too. I think that if we adapted an 80, 20 rule to work in life and found a way to accept that as a society or even better yet than, than that, like what if we found a 60, 40 rule, right? 60% work and 40% breaks down to like whatever you need it to be 20% work that brings us joy. Cause that's kind of, this is like what mine breaks down to right now, right? 60% of my life is the work I don't really enjoy doing in my business. Because if anybody told you that as an entrepreneur, like the whole part of the job is going to be fun. It's mm-hmm. not like I have to clean wax. Okay. It's like not an enjoyable experience, yeah, no. but I do it. And mm-hmm. I do it because it, it gives to the full, it's part, it's part of it, of you know, job. yeah. Without that, you don't have candles and you can't donate to mental health. Right. And then 40% breaks down to be, you know, 20% work that actually brings me joy. So I like genuinely enjoy pouring the candles. Genuinely. I genuinely doing our, enjoy doing our pop-ups and like meeting my customers and everything like that. 10% is relationships because for me right now, I don't have a lot of relationships on my plate. Like I'm, I'm lucky in that way. I have like a handful of solid ones that I can give to and they don't require a lot for me. So I'm blessed in that, in that moment right now. And 10% is selfish. And I would like to redefine the word selfish as well. Yeah. Um, I know. I feel like selfish has such like a negative connotation to it. Yeah. You like feel guilty if you're being selfish. Um, according to a Forbes article by Amy Rose Anderson, she's an entrepreneur and now she's an angel investor. So she's very successful. Um, she said, there's something that happens when you can step away from the craziness and just listen to the silence. You gain a perspective that can help you make better decisions. You gain a sense of calm and you have the ability to see the big picture again. You are able to see the entire map of where you're going and appreciate the distance that you have come as well as seeing how far you still want to go. Yes. Taking time for balance and taking time to smell the flowers is a very important part of being the best person that you can be. Um, I like how it says you can gain perspective and you are able to see the entire map. We talk about that all the time Mm -hmm. in our perspective one. Um, and it will allow you to worry less. She goes on to say, um, set goals for yourself on the time you will spend doing quality things with your family and set goals for yourself on the time you will spend 
productively at work. And don't forget that you need to set a goal for the time you will spend for just you. Many of us forget to set aside any time for just ourselves. We get so busy taking care of everyone and everything around us that we forget about ourselves entirely. And I feel like I'm definitely guilty of this. And so many people around me do this. Um, But back to being selfish, it's like you have to, you know, set time for yourself and it's not selfish. No, I mean, I just think that like, so a couple parts from this, like, I love that you put this in here and that this was like something that, because I think that this can go for every aspect of your life. And I know that we talk a lot about on this podcast, like taking a step up. We always say like, take a step up, do the bird's eye view, look at the situation. Like, what is everybody, how does everybody else feel in the situation? And I recently had an experience where I just was like, you know, I have a tendency to like, not know. I don't trust myself. That's like a big issue with me is like, I don't, I'm learning to trust myself out of after a lot of years of abuse, quite frankly, like I'm having to relearn myself and like relearn trusting myself. It happens in relationships a lot with men. It happens in relationships with business. I'm not sure of myself in a lot of the decisions I make within my business, but each time I make a decision for myself with myself, and I take that time to be alone and do that by myself. And I'm scheduling that time now because I'm, I have to force it. Like my therapist and I are like, you have to force this because otherwise you just won't do it. Right. I am seeing like huge strides in my personal and professional life. And I think that that's like what she's saying here is by taking the step back, you have to gain, you you have to, nobody knows better than you. Right. And like she said, by taking the time to just sit in silence, smell the flowers, you gain perspective that, and she used it as the analogy as a a roadmap. Mm -hmm. So you see how far you've come, which is huge for you because- for all of us, a lot of times we forget all the things that we've accomplished. We forget how far we've come. And then also it shows us where we want to go. And so by having that, because when our mind is so noisy and when we're so Mm. busy and we don't take that time for rest, we're not able to see the roadmap ahead of us. And like you're saying, every time that you do something for yourself, you fill your cup so that you could fill the others around you and also your business some it's majorly beneficial for you. Huge. And now you can, when, because you've been doing that, you can see your map and see how far you've come. Yeah. You told me yesterday an example with your ex, um, how you were like, I have glowed up. Like I have been working so hard on myself. And like, when you put his map next to yours, you're so much further ahead. Right. And like, that's got to feel good. Right. But only taking time to realize that. Yeah. And ladies, I would like to remind you, I I remember people telling me this in the the beginning of all of the chaos. Everybody's like, oh, they'll come back. He'll be back. Like he'll be back. And I kind of knew it, but I thought like he'd come back and it would be like all sweet and perfect. And he would like, want to like have coffee. <laughs> right. The second you're away, the yeah. law of attraction says he's going to send you a dick pic on Snapchat. So it was <laughs> really sweet. It was so nice and romantic and we ignored it full heartedly. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, let's get back to being selfish, uh, which I've been doing a lot of lately. And I think a lot of people don't like that. I will also tell you that like, I've had, I've had people literally just be like, Oh, she doesn't talk to us anymore. Like I, I heard that yesterday and it was like, yeah, I don't because I'm working on my business. And if you can't understand that, then you don't get to be here. Well, and then you don't, you don't love me. Like, yeah, you don't love me. Like you can't understand about you and because maybe selfishly you want to spend time with me, but you're not thinking about me. Right. 
right, so you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I wanna talk a little bit about a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada, and is from our beautiful babe over here. So Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect. And so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great grandparents started Murdoch's Western wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watch a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forests. I'm not gonna lie, I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's Hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch'sHatsInApparel.com We love it. Go shop, y'all. So I'm going to tell you guys the definition of selfish. It means to be concerned just with your own, like one's own personal profit or pleasure. Okay. So I want to talk really quickly, give you guys an example of a friend I have who I have known her for 20 plus years. I love this woman with every ounce of my being. She is a little sister to me. I will take her to the grave with me. If like, this is one of those moments where I can say this, but no one else can say shit about her. She has zero regard for anyone else's time. Like absolutely none. It drives me absolutely nuts and has for years. She's been doing this since we were like 12 years old. Um, this woman will show up with a minimum, like she will be a minimum of 30 minutes late to every event. She bails last minutes very often last minutes. Um, However, every single time she always gives a reason and she usually apologizes, not that it makes it any better. Her reason is along the lines of, sorry, I had to go to the gym. My body was like aching and I, you know, I've been sitting in a chair all week. And that was like the most recent one. She's like, I've been like working really hard, long hours in a chair. I needed to go to the gym. Um, I was working. I needed to chill for a second after work and I like lost track of time. I'm so sorry. Um, I've gotten, I'm just not in the right headspace. I used to become furious and sometimes I like still do because, you know, like I bought her a T-bone and, and she didn't show up, mm. but, <laughs> but this is, you know, never been about her disrespecting me. It's a, been about her respecting herself and like, and her well being. This is a bit of a, an extreme example. I'm not telling you guys to be like 30 minutes late or like hours late or like cancel last minute on people. But I think if we redefined like how I think with her, it's like, if she just managed her time better and she knew like, okay, I'm going to have a long week. And we'll get into that when we get into like the breakdown of how to make this, you know, the practical application. But like, if she would just manage her time better and say, okay, I know I'm about to have a crazy week because X, Y, and Z is happening. Or this week has been panning out to be really tough. I'm not going to commit to these plans or, you know, like saying ahead of time, like, Hey, 
this has been rough. Can we push it back an hour or something like that? That would be ideal, I think. But I would like to say that I'm really proud of herself for always mm-hmm. putting herself first. Like that's something that now as a business owner, I'm envious of. I'm like, I wish I would just tell people like, no, you can't come right. to my house and sit on my couch. Yeah, no, I think that this is something that is foreign to us because most people in our lives tend to overstretch themselves and tend to overcommit themselves. I like that when she says I'm just not in the right headspace because in reality, if you're not in the right headspace, you're not going to be beneficial to the people around you and it's not going to be beneficial to you. So that is like a really strong thing to say. And I think that we've all been there right? and we're not going to be our best person to our friends, our family or anyone. So it's best to stay home, recharge, plug yourself in, you know, and that's wise of her, but yeah, she could be more considerate of her time, but. Well, we took her example on Friday night. We were going to go out. We were like ready to do like probably a little bit of rage cage, if I'm being honest. (laughs) And Um, we were going to go out we were going to meet up with her and it was like, you know, we had just eaten dinner. I made a steak dinner for a couple of us. And, and I just looked at my friend and I go, yeah, I don't think I want to do this tonight. Like, I just don't think I'm in the mood. Like it's already nine. I don't want to, I'm not like not trying to be hung over tomorrow for, cause we were going into the woods. I'm like, I don't. And she's like, yeah, she's like, well, we'd already had like a bottle of wine together. So I was like, do you want to just stay the night and we can like go upstairs, do face masks and like sit in bed and, and watch them a movie in bed. And we did that. We watched Pete Davidson stand up, which is literally the worst stand up I've ever watched in my life. But now we know, right. He's better as a writer. And you got rest. You didn't wake up hungover. You best weekend ever got in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of value in putting your own needs above everyone else. It's not malicious and it's for a percentage. It's just for a little bit of the time, right? Right. As long as you're not neglecting the other areas of your life, like relationships and work, then being selfish can be a good thing. And your friend is definitely a pioneer of that I was gonna say, in our like, world because good for her. I mean, and she's been that way our whole lives. Like I've never known her to not be that way. Like it's almost on us now to expect different of her, if that makes sense. Like she's mm-hmm. always set this standard and it's like, And we joke about it and it's like, oh, she's going to be an hour late, but it's like, "Mm," it's kind of not a joke. Like we know she's going to be an hour late. So like, why don't we just plan it for an hour later? Right. If we really want to start when she starts. Well, and you love her. And so you're adapting and now you understand her. Most people would maybe be like, screw that. Like she's like, wouldn't be able to see past the exterior of her behavior, but you're like, I understand you. And I think this goes back to your point about the person that I was talking to yesterday. We were like, oh, she doesn't talk to us anymore. Like they're all mad. People who care about you will adjust. Yeah. People who love you will adjust. Like mm-hmm. they will match your boundaries. Boundaries are there to get the people who should not be in your life out of your life. Mm-hmm. So let's be a little bit more selfish, uh, but also like do nice things. So let's talk about how we find balance in our non-balanced lives and like the practical application of that. Right. So you, I love the ratio that you used. Um, I, the 80, 20 has been something that's in my head with my diet. So mm-hmm. I like to eat healthy 80% of the time and like, just not splurge, but eat what I want yeah. and what I'm feeling 20% of the time. Like have the crumble cookie. Right. It just, in it's been so great because when I've been too strict with it, then everything implodes and I go way off the deep end when I, you know, so it's your car analogy again. Exactly. And it's, I love the ratio that you use for work-life balance. Um, um, so find the ratio rule that works for you. 
maybe that is 80% work because that's the type of person you are in 10% relationships and 10% selfish. We don't know. Um, we don't all have the same lifestyles. We don't all have the same relationships. Um, and I think that something that is hard to manage is as we grow in life and as we get older, we have more relationships, mm-hmm. you know, we have multiple kids and then you have to incorporate that into your already existing ratio. So you have to adjust and it's not going to look the same forever because the one thing that we can count on in life is change. So being flexible with it, but trying to just, you know, create a ratio that works for you in your life right now. That hit me when we interviewed Summer Elston, because she talked about, she was giving us like what her day looked like. And she was like, I only work from like 10 to two, I think is what she said. And I was like, that is an ideal setup. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you sort it out so that you work 10 to two? Now she has the privilege to do that. Like I said, some of us work actual jobs where we have to report to somebody. We can't actually do that. I'm in a startup alone at the very beginning of it. Like I don't have that luxury, but the fact that she's defining, okay, I'm going to work 10 to two. What's the percentage of that to her day? Because then she also has three kids Mm -hmm. and she also has a husband Mm -hmm. and she also is managing all these awesome friendships. So like, I just, that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, she's got that sorted. Like that's the, right. she's got a balanced life. She has the ratio that works for her. Right. And the ratio might not be the same every single day. Like to di- on podcast days, I'm not able to give as much because this, as much as I love this, this is considered work. It's in my work mm-hmm. time. I'm not able to give as much time to my other businesses. And I know that. So I know that Tuesdays are going to be kind of a wonky day and I'm okay with that. At first I was so stressed because I'm like, now I have a podcast that takes up an hour and a half out of my day and an hour, but like I time block. So, you know, I call you every Monday at the same freaking time and it has helped me so much. So find the ratio that works for you. You know, yours, and I'm proud of you for that. I'm learning. I'm I'm you know, I have to continually remind myself. It's not like, Oh, I made the ratio. And like, that's it. Like it's continuous. You have to continually check back in with it, continually work towards it. We are adapting. We are human beings. We are going to continue to adapt and change throughout our life, throughout our day, throughout the hours. I am not kidding you. Last night I learned that I like to cuddle. So that's like a new experience. <laughs> I was like not expecting that. <laughs> but I just feel oh. like I'm 32 years old. And last night I was like, oh, cuddling's a thing I like. Oh my God. Which normally I would not allow. I don't allow that. I'm like jealous. It's like when someone hasn't watched a series that you love and you're like, I wish I was you. And I could go back and watch the series from start to end. Like you don't know I'm, the benefits of cuddling. It's just like a safe place. Like, I'm like a new cult trying to figure out how to like, my legs don't work quite Oh my right. gosh, I, I thought you meant Colt, C-U-L-T, but you mean like, oh no, a horse. C-O, like, a ho- like a horse. I was like, you're starting a snuggling Colt? <laughs> <laughs> yes, hashtag snuggle Colt. Okay. Okay, so the next one is- Hashtag Brit, Brit needs a snuggle partner. Speaking of revitalization. Probably no. someone could, that could be the big spoon, so you need to be really tall. I could be the big spoon occasionally, Sage. I, I cuddle with Sage sometimes. That's a new thing too. Sometimes. Sage, you lucky bee. <laughs> okay. Um, so, all right. So cuddling can be revitalizing, which brings us to our next oh application. Don't be afraid to put revitalizing tasks on your to-do list, like cuddling. <laughs> if you know you need a 3 p.m. pick-me-up and you love coffee, schedule that shit. If you know that a face mask and a movie will bring you joy, 
put it on the list. If you're somebody like me who needs to go outside, get outside, like figure out what it is. And it doesn't have to be defined in this like category of self-care that Mm -hmm. I think we talk about a lot. Figure out what it is that like truly fills your cup. Like Mm -hmm. at the end of my grandmother's life, filling my cup was sitting next to her hospital bed and just seeing her talking to her, soaking up every last minute I could with her that filled my cup. That was a really tough time, like work-wise too. Cause we were in the middle of the holiday season. We had events happening crazy. I mean, I was literally like driving all the way to Carson real quick, just to spend a second with her and then drive back. I was spending more time driving than I was with her, but it was like, you don't th- regret one of those, visits. not a second, yeah, not a second. And so like figure out like that was a revitalizing task to me because I remember just like seeing her and the way her eyes lit up when I came into the room. And like, that is the stuff that is gold. So like figure right. out what your revitalizing tasks are and put them on your to-do list. If that's time with your family, put it on the list. I'm sure. I don't think that it's possible to look back and regret going on a hike with your family or Mm -hmm. spending a Sunday afternoon, not doing laundry, but instead watching a series with your husband or I don't know what it is for you, but like no one regrets that. No. Well, and I'm super OCD. So cleaning my house is actually a revitalizing task for me because not only do I enjoy like the mundane motion of doing it, which I think is why I like pouring candles too. Um, I enjoy that like mindless physical action. Like I love fixing things and making things. And then I get a reward at the end. And that's like what I really truly love about it. So like the satisfaction of a sparkly clean house that could be what revitalizes you. Truly. And I think that like, you know, if you put it on the list, it might release some of the guilt, which we'll get into in a second, because we all talk about how, when we cross something off the list, it makes us feel so good. So like put that thing on the list, Mm -hmm. schedule it in and then cross it off and it'll like still feel good. And you won't have that guilt there. Endorphins, instant, just done. Check done next. So the next one is releasing guilt, which you just kind of touch on. Um, the near impossible task of releasing guilt, guilt of not doing enough or being enough. You are enough. Did you put that 60% of work in today? Then know that you did enough and you can go get the rest tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is probably one of the biggest ones because when we're, even when we're sitting and we're taking that rest time, like you're like, I'm sitting on the couch, I'm watching TV, I'm relaxing. Mm -hmm. You're thinking of all the things that you need to do. You're like, relax, relax, relax. It's like, (laughs) chill out. Like, at least that's how I am sometimes. And I'm like, okay, like truly work on it. And it's like mental rest, you know? So releasing that guilt, which I think is a work in progress. And some days I'm way better at it than others. Yeah. Releasing guilt is really hard for me. That is my biggest challenge. And it's something that I have to work on like actively every single day. It's just dead weight. Yeah. You're, like you're doing one thing, but you're carrying around like pounds and pounds of just guilt with you. It's like, release that. And I think like guilt and worry can kind of fall kind of in that same category. And I heard this quote one time and it was like, worry is like a rocking chair. Like you can move back and forth all day, but you're never going to get anywhere. Mm. And it's like, that's how I feel with guilt. It's like, I, you can feel that guilt all day long, but you're never going to get anywhere. So you either need to like take action on the thing you feel guilty about. So like, if it's a person and you didn't say, sorry, like do something about it. But if you're like not working, it's like, okay, well, how can you adjust right. the situation? Like maybe go back to number one and say like, what, how do I readjust my ratio rules so that I don't feel this guilt anymore? Um, the next one is really important for me right now and something that I'm trying to figure out how to do. And that's, um, prepare for the hectic seasons. We will always have stretches of time, especially as entrepreneurs. And I think in any, like, even when I worked for 
that jewelry line, like holidays were tough. Like we worked every day. It was gnarly. Every job has a busy season yeah. or an end of the quarter report that they need to get in or sales at the quota that they need to hit. Every yeah. person in every job has hectic seasons. And you can't avoid them. You can't ignore them. So we have to prepare for them. So if you like, you can, can't honestly tell me if you're in sales. Okay. I've been in sales my entire life. If you're in sales, you know, at the end of the quarter, it's going to be tough because mm-hmm. you're going to be trying to meet that sales goal. So if you're like halfway into the quarter and you realize you're off track to meet your sales goal, well, then you better figure out what you can do right now so that you can do that like last mile stretch um, and get the job done. So take time out before and after the stretches, give yourself a strong start and a silver lining. So I just think of like getting off of the block when you're, I used, I did track for one year. It was truly an actual <laughs> joke, like hilarious because I hate running. Yeah. And you know, when Ooh. you're like on the block and you're just like sitting there and you're taking like, br- like you're breathing to like, you're in a line with everybody. You've got your foot on the block. You're like ready to take off, but you're just breathing. It's like, okay, how do you get your mindset there? Like, how do you get ready to get off the block and like truly take some deep breaths and prep yourself for that? And then what is your silver lining at the end so that you're like, okay, I have this little thing to look forward to so that when you're in the middle of it, you don't feel like you're never going to get out of it. Right. I think I didn't do track. Good for you. But I think that something that is huge for me is that keeping in mind that the heck, the hectic seasons are temporary. Mm-hmm. And yes, the only thing that we can true, like I said earlier, the only thing we can count on is change. So realizing that the hectic seasons will pass and you will get through, it's not going to stay like that forever. No, nothing stays in the same forever. So you're way more likely to finish it. It's like a workout. If you look at the workout as a 50, 60 minute block and you are two minutes in and it was grueling in those two minutes, you're going to be like, wow, I have 58 minutes left. There's no way I can do this. If you take it one minute at a time, then you're like, okay, I can do another minute. I can do one more minute. Mm -hmm. I say there's nothing longer in the world than a treadmill minute because it's the truth. But in Pilates, a plank. Oh my God. Fuck that. Right. So like, (laughs) but you think you can't be like, oh my gosh, I have 45 seconds left. Instead, you have to think one more second, one more second, one more second. And you can always do one more second. So in the hectic seasons, you know, breaking it down, knowing that you just have to take it a little bit at a time and that it's going to eventually end and you're going to get that reprieve. You're going to get that break the treadmill, you get a hop off in a plank, you get to drop your knees. Yep. Like, and that's coming right around the corner, right around the corner. And usually it's sooner than you expect. And we have never said in our lives, like, I think we can even look at the last three years. How quickly did they pass? Like in the moment with COVID, we were like, we are locked down. This sucks. This is horrible. It's never going to end. We hate it. We hate it. And now we're like, Oh, that was like, is it already 2022? Like, like how, when did the lockdown start and how many weeks were we actually like, it's all, it's a, we blacked out, right? Here we are. We, we complained and we bitched and we made it. We most, <laughs> and we're canceled. <laughs> we're here. We made it. We made it through. And we remembered probably during that time, I, I have some good memories of COVID of like the lockdown as far as like spending going on walks with John. We had never been on a walk together in our entire lives, but during COVID we started going on walks and we realized that's actually really fun. And like, those are some of my best memories from that year. And it's like, I don't remember. I mean, I do remember the grind of like clawing through the year for BLFT, but like, I remember the time spent with people and slowing down right there. And to be clear, I don't, I want, don't want to like just gloss over the fact that like 
people died. It was like a whole thing. Oh. Like, I don't like that. In no way am I saying like, Ooh, we like, I am just saying that like in the huge grand scheme of things, that was a blip. Right. And when we look at like, just getting through the next second, like you're talking about, like, just get through the next second, like take the thing that's right in front of you, root down into yourself. Like for me in playing, so I'm always like, okay, how am I actually feeling? Right. Like, am I just uncomfortable? Is there sharp pains? Cause I have a shoulder injury. So I'm like, are there really sharp pains? Or are you just being a little bitch? Right. It's like, yeah. And then the grand scheme of things, like you're saying, like in the book of our lives in the, it's like in a chapter and it's in a paragraph and it's one little sentence. Yeah. And so it's like, you can get through that. Yeah. You got this. So yeah, just, um, you know, prepare for the hectic seasons, put a little carrot out at the end. Cause you kind of know when it's going to end, um, put something that you can work towards too and reward yourself when you're done with it. Mm-hmm. And then always do the little thing. So my therapist really opened my eyes to this and we've talked about it before. I didn't think I was like worth doing the little things for like for myself, just little things like making a meal. <laughs> I know that was so funny. I, your face. I'll never forget your face. Like the way you looked at me that day, I was like, Oh, I'm, I really do mistreat myself. Like I really, have like, I had no idea. And my therapist kind of had the same reaction. I was like, Oh, the people who care about me are actually like very concerned that I just like, don't take care of myself. Well, and just to touch on it really quickly, you said that you had never cooked a meal for yourself and like sat down and ate it. Yeah, no, I had never, I, um, just didn't think I was worth it. I just thought that like, it was more important to be doing anything else. Like even scrolling Instagram seemed more important to me than like cooking myself a meal and like nourishing myself. And that is really sad when you look at it. And, um, not, I mean, not that I'm looking so for now it. it's a little thing that you do. Yeah. Right? So now it's a little thing that I do. It's something that I enjoy doing. I mean, take a small walk, get off your phone, do what the face mask thing. I know I said, I hate face masks, but I actually like, I'm trying to like them. So it's the love, hate go to the gym. Like right. it's, it's always going to be worth it. The time that you put into yourself will always be worth it. And those tiny little things will all add up and rejuvenate you. So you can make it even through the long hauls, right? The little things add up and become the big things. Um, I've learned to thrive in a routine like we've talked about and schedule and doing the little things because I've had planned them has kept me going through really difficult times. Mm -hmm. So meditation, even though I don't get it in every single day, the days that I do, I am drastically better for it. Um, just, you know, meditation in the morning, reading my daily devotion and reading at night instead of scrolling all huge, they're little, but they have become huge over time for me. So as we like, and I want to leave you guys with one more like real life example as we, so with practical application of this, you know, find the ratio rule that works for you. Don't be afraid to put revitalizing tasks on your to-do list, release the guilt, prepare for hectic seasons and always do the little thing. And I think that when the last one comes into mind and a lot of these, even just like the guilt and finding the ratio and all of that, when you think of having a relationship with another person and I am divorced. So let me just remind you that I'm very familiar with how much I could hate a person. The adverse of this is that sounded so fucked up. Uh, no, I loved uh, it. I loved it. I loved that. The adverse of this situation, when you think of how impactful it is, think about if you turned it around, right? So let's take, for example, your partner leaves a dish in the sink. They don't close the cupboard. They left laundry next to the hamper, hamper not in it. Then all of a sudden you like go to take a shower and they didn't like wiped. This is how OCD I am. They didn't like wipe down the glass shower. And it 
sets you off. Mm -hmm. Like you literally went from zero to a hundred. You guys are now in a huge full blown fight. You're probably going to get a divorce. Everybody hates each other. And like the relationship is over what those little tiny things, it was never about. And I learned this with my last relationship. Our very last argument we ever had was not about the argument we argued on had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with 700 things I had compiled up because I was holding on to guilt that I felt. I was not understanding why he didn't feel guilty. I didn't know what the ratio was in our relationship that was important for us to keep like a healthy boundary and space. I was giving too much of myself and wasn't revitalizing myself. I didn't prepare for any of our hectic seasons where we were going to be apart. And I like let all of the little things that he did. I focused on the negative ones. I let them pile up. I lost my shit mm-hmm. and it ended. I'm glad it did hindsight I 2020, mean, but yeah, um, that's, I mean, so do the, do like the opposite of that. You know what I mean? Like create that in a positive way for yourself and imagine how impactful that would be. Right. Yeah. I love that. Some, just a closing thought that I have is life is a marathon, not a sprint. So pace yourself, pull over, add gas to your car, mm-hmm. premium unleaded. Don't worry about the price. You deserve it. A <laughs> premium gas. That's what we want. Oh my God. I used to put that in Ruby and now not anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> in hindsight, don't do that. Yeah. In reality, do not do that. Shit's no. back. Um, anyway, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This one was near and dear to our heart. Sorry for taking it for so long. Christian, mostly apologizing to you. Um, you guys know the drill. Follow along. Brit on Blast. Uh, find us on BLFT Reno and Haven and Flux. If you guys liked the show, we would love so much. We just like thrive off of the screenshots of you guys talking about like on Instagram and stuff like that. When we see those that you guys love the episodes that brings us so much joy. So if you guys want to do that, that would be great. In addition, you can subscribe, follow and review Bird on Blast wherever you are listening. Um, thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to spend yes, with us. Thank we you. Appreciate y'all. <laughs>